Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Hey, welcome to another CI for Life podcast. I'm Rick Hyland. Glad you're joining me today. We're going to talk about trust. Um, trust is applies to our personal relationships and business relationships. And we'll spend most of our time is trust as it applies to uh, sales and um, how to increase trust. In fact, I'm willing to bet you get a lot of reasons why uh, you can't close deals. And um, if you scratch below the surface, if you increased your level of trust, you could overcome a lot of those reasons slash excuses for not buying right now. It might be time, resources, another decision maker involved, et cetera, et cetera. But if we're better at developing trust quickly, remember talking to my friend Dion, who runs a, who sold a very successful um, credit repair business uh, to a private equity company for lots, hundreds of millions of dollars. And when I asked him of his 1,700 salespeople, what's the number one characteristic to um, selling and being successful in that role? It was building trust and relationships quickly. And that as salespeople and entrepreneurs, that is our challenge. So what I'm going to cover today is that topic. It is principle number three in, uh, in my book, The Truth About Being a Rainmaker, Seven Principles for Sales Excellence but it underpins all those principles and it's so critical to be successful at selling anything. And I would argue, even if you're a dentist, a doctor, a lawyer, business person, hairdresser, whatever it is, you're in sales. Part of your job is sales. Uh, I just had a really great um, training session last week with uh, Town Storage. Appreciate Burke Bradshaw and the team um, for letting me share and just tons of great ideas back from them on how to apply trust one of the homework assignments was that I'll share a few of those ideas with you. Uh, there's nothing confidential in there, but I'll just give you a sample. But I want to start out with how do you tell if your clients trust you and give you a few ideas to think about. And I will challenge you, invite you to think that there's, there's more to trust than you think. You hear an excuse from a client, they're not ready to buy because the boss says there's other priorities or we don't have the resources right now or we're too busy with too many other initiatives. You can overcome a lot of those rationale for not buying with increasing your trust. So how do you tell if you got trust with the client? Well, ultimately, is your closing ratio higher than those in your company or in the industry? If the answer is yes, you have baked in a level of trust uh, better and, than most. And I hope you can pinpoint the reasons why. In fact, share them in the comments below on this podcast or YouTube or social media, wherever you're picking this up, if you've got other ideas that I'm not sharing. Um, that's the ultimate test. Also, you know, after you've had a meeting with them, are they responding to your emails and requests for another chat, a value-added, as long as it's a value-added follow-up? Uh, if yes, then you've got, you, 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 you captured their imagination. You started to build trust and relationship with them. If no, uh, I want you to be super self-responsible and, and say, if no, that could be the legitimate reason. Absolutely. But if I was better at establishing rapport and trust more quickly, I would have perhaps closed that deal. Um, the other one, it's a real tell, is do you give them time with a good open-ended question 
And do they, do they discuss the pros and cons of your sales effort in front of you? If that's the case, you've either developed trust quickly or they're a very trustworthy organization. Uh, that's not to say they're going to buy from you yet, but for them to talk about, hey, I really like your product here, or my challenge with that right now is this time, resources, et cetera. That's a really good sign that you're developing trust quickly. A couple of other tells. Um, if they do their homework uh, in between sessions or even on the first session is a good indication that you're developing trust. If they forgive you, you make a mistake or you miss a timeline and you run to the problem rather than run away and accept responsibility and apologize and, and try to make it up and make it through um, and they forgive you, that's a great sign that they're trusting and you're trustworthy to give you a second chance. And how you responded to that problem is probably the reason why. They give you feedback. Whoa, that's a good one. If they have the courage and clarity to offer you some feedback on where you can improve and they do it in a tone with, I'm going to say, care and compassion for you, that's trust. If they're doing it to be mean or ticked off because you made a mistake or you wasted 10 minutes, whatever, that's not necessarily building trust. But you can tell as people say, hey, can I give you some feedback on how you pitched that? I really liked what you did here and here, but to pitch it with our needs and you could have wrapped it in, oh, thank you very much. And how you accept that can also build trust when you're getting uh, feedback. Um, so anyhow, those are some tells on, uh, and I'm going to develop a scorecard on that uh, and maybe even a little survey tool, but you, so you can tell. Uh, and for sure for my... Um, paid patron subscribers on this podcast, I'm going to give them a worksheet and a scorecard on how you can tell if you're developing trust. Now, the part hopefully you all been waiting for is, okay, that's great. I can tell now my trust isn't perfect or I can improve how I develop trust to overcome uh, reactions or excuses for not buying. Then here's some nuggets for you to think about. Number one, on how do you establish better trust? Respect your clients. How do you respect your clients? Respect their time, respect their resources, and most of all, respect that they have insights into this. Don't you hate being lectured to by someone that thinks they're better than you or you don't have any idea on what you're talking about, the topic? But uh, I always like assumptive, like you guys probably already know. It just allows the listener not to get defensive, allows the listener to lean in, and shows respect for them. I can't tell you how valuable that was. So many people want to lecture to them or teach them how without context of giving them credit for what they already know. And of course, you can determine that by asking a good question. On the topic of engagement, how do you guys feel about that? How well do you guys know? Get their input and then tie in their ideas on how your tool or process or service brings better engagement in their organization. That, that's another example. But that, I mean, I could talk about that one all day. If you respect their time, their knowledge, their resources, uh, you will gain trust quickly. Um, you meet your commitments. That's just a classic one, right? Stephen Covey and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. How do you build trust? Meet your commitments. If you, it's how you build self-trust too. You said you're going to wake up at 7 a.m. and work out? Do it. You build trust with yourself and you become more trustworthy. Um, with your clients, as you meet your commitments, I... I, I I promised a proposal tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to deliver that. Is it okay 
if I do it the next day? That doesn't take a withdrawal because you've clearly communicated, which is another key message for building trust and reestablished a new expectation. But if you go quiet and deliver that proposal the next day without explanation, they'll remember that. And it's a small withdrawal of trust if you don't meet your commitments. Listen, wow, I had a peer and friend one time, uh, Roger Lang, in my previous life in RLG International, who was the very best at just listening and then recapturing or putting together in a thoughtful way. And it was usually, hey, I'm hearing three things from you as far as needs, concerns, issues. And he could articulate in such a way that, A, they knew exactly that he was listening. And B, often articulated in such a fashion, because this was his expertise, that it was clear then came out of their mouth. And they would often be head nodding. And that's great listening. Great listening isn't just sit, asking a question and sitting there and, oh, yeah, that's cool. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It also includes the ability to uh, rehash for them what you're hearing so that you, they, you can acknowledge through how you captured how well you've listened. And to do so with empathy uh, is a tremendous uh, trust builder to listen well. So those are the different parts of how to listen well. Um, give positive recognition. Another example of this in my career, people I used to work with, Coach Bob, Bob Koenig. Man, was he great. Even in the early, early first interactions with people, he would uh, recognize, you guys, oh man, I, in my research about your company, Boeing, I, I noticed you guys have the best environmental record and safety record of all the divisions in your plant. If you share what's going right, what you've noticed, or even the trophy on their wall in their office, and inquire about that and offer congratulations, whatever it might be, if you recognize what they've done well and or what you see and don't hold that back, boy, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to say this many times, but what an accelerator to trust if you're good at that first meeting at, and all meetings at catching them doing things right or noting things positive from your homework or from the current conversation. Be honest. Boy, that, is that ever a... Um, if you don't know the answer to the question, be honest. Promise that you'll get back to them by tomorrow and do that. Um, be transparent. Be honest. That When people feel like you're holding their cards close to your chest, that evaporates. That erodes trust tremendously. But when you can be open and honest and transparent, whether you know the answer or don't, um, that, that brings such you know, honesty, or if you, if they ask a question, you say, well, um, you give a cloaked answer. If you don't know, get, tell them you'll get back to them. If you do know, be open and honest about that. You know what? We've had troubles in the past with that because they may know something. That's why they asked the question, but you know, we just did a process improvement work team on that particular part of our service and we've improved it tremendously. I'd love for you to take a look at the changes we made, be open and honest and transparent. It builds for you to acknowledge in that answer that you're not perfect, but here's some of the things you're doing to improve, builds tremendous trust. Wow. These are, I hope that you're sensing these are value bombs. These are truth bombs on how you can improve any relationship, including a sales relationship and a, uh, where you're trying to close a deal. Um, the last couple I'll share with you, uh, run to the problem. I've mentioned this already earlier in the podcast and this video, but um, when you do have a hiccup, instead of running away or being embarrassed or trying to ignore it, run right to the problem. Texting's okay, emailing's okay, phone calls even better. And I'll tell you what's even better: flying to the problem. I remember an example 
uh, in Alaska with my friend Gary Chrisman, who is a key, key dear client and st still is a friend that I keep in contact with. In fact, he gave me a nice referral to that book, Truth About Being a Rainmaker. And I cite this story in here, but um, we made a big, one of the largest sales programs, sales in our company's history. We were two or three weeks in, we we're still in setup mode. And it was uh, our biggest, uh, one of our newest offers around safety improvement, both process and personal safety improvement. And, <clears throat> excuse me, two or three weeks into it, they had an accident, a very serious accident, actually. And uh, it, was, it was devastating for them and for us as their new partner that was going to work on that. And and in, Gary was very abundant. Um, we were nervous that the program was going to be canceled before we even got a chance. So uh, my friend Don Telfer and I, we ran, spent the weekend, uh, three or four days on the slope, came back to their management meeting on Monday with insights. A, that they knew that we went and spent time on the North Slope of Alaska, which isn't the easiest place to get to. Spent our weekend learning and listening to what happened and what can do better. And we came up with some great ideas that they loved um and implemented and it made a massive difference to the implementation and the engagement and the focus of people around safety and um like one of the ideas that we came up with from that little listen learn and then go back to report to management was this idea of let's have very small crew-led uh brainstorming sessions about what's going well and what can we improve and not not a big town hall not slope wide but crew by crew and listen to their ideas and then let's follow up on the best ones. And that worked tremendously. And we ended up with a massive improvement in results the next 12 months. And, and, uh, and one of the tells that that worked well is we went to many other areas on the slope and in that client around the world, improving safety. So um, running to the problem scored me more points than, the, than in, yes, they bought the sales process already, but when there's problems running to it with a personal touch, and a sacrifice of your time and energy, massive, massive. So I hope you take that next time you have a problem. And it might even be another department's problem. It, it might be production or operations or client success uh, or implementation that didn't do it right. But still, it's your integrity. It's your trust. It's your you're representing the company at that point still. Uh, run to the problem. Don't run away. Don't assume someone else is going to take care of it. I can't tell you how many times a story like I've just shared when you run to and it doesn't go perfect and you run to the problem and double down how that builds you long-term, long-term trust. So, um, and that just illustrates the last idea of the importance of going the extra mile uh, when they ask for X, but X plus Y would be even better. Do X plus Y. Uh, when they want to, you know, hear from you what the top three trends are, from the sister plants that you've noticed, the non-confidential, but probably share. Dig deep, spend some time on that exercise. Do that plus some. Just go the extra mile. Show them that you care. Show them that you're all in. Show them that you're going to put your best effort forward to help them be successful in whatever products or service you're selling. Quick interruption on your awesome podcast that you're listening to. Wanted to let you know of a new exclusive product that I have on Podbean called a Patreon podcast, which for your donation of $10 a month, you'll get at least two awesome podcasts on sales rainmaking, seven principles for sales excellence. 
It'll be exclusive to you. No one else can listen to that except for the paid patrons. And then also a free 30-minute coaching call with me for signing up. That's a limited time offer, but I hope you can join me. It's uh, go to patron.podbean.com forward slash rainmaker. Uh, I thought I'd share with you some recent real life examples um, of people talking about, okay, when they are asked the question, what are you going to do to increase trust? Let me just read you a few. I love this one. So on-site storage company, sorry, um, security safety of their goods is so important and cleanliness. And so one of the ways several of the managers pinpointed to build more trust was to get out and be amongst the clients. And that is be clean up the site, uh, be uh, seen walking around for security and safety reasons and cleanliness reasons. Nothing says the lecture better than actually seeing the manager do that. Can you think about how that would apply to not just a storage facility, but your business as well? Um, just some other ideas I've heard recently to build trust. Um, be consistent and confident with rules and their enforcement, build a customer relationship uh, by doing what you say and getting feedback to sustain or system improve or implement ideas, which is practical. Isn't that true with employees or customers? If you're able to get back to them with how you improved or listened to their input, massive trust gets earned. Uh, Some other general ones, transparency, honesty, convey confidence, empathy, make the customer feel like more than just a number and be personable. That fits in nicely what we've mentioned already. A couple of other ideas. Um, Listen, gather information, meet their needs, Um, be respectful, uh, give them time over the phone when they need the time when they have lots of questions. Uh, Ensure that they know you're a priority and that you're committing to make sure that this process is smooth as possible. Just great ideas. Love for you and your business to apply this principle of uh, ask yourself these questions. Between one and 10, where's my trust right now? If 10 being high, and you can answer very positively to all those first few questions about sales and follow-up, et cetera, et cetera, you're probably pretty high if you're above average in your, um, and then go to those leading process or indicators about that I just mentioned about what you can do to increase trust. And that's the second question. After you've scored yourself, let's say you say you're a six or a seven on trust based on those earlier questions I asked you. What can you do to move from a six to an eight? Um, Follow up on some of those things that I mentioned and build a plan for yourself. What are those ideas uh, that you can do to improve trust? And, And by the way, I'll build a little scorecard on this and to the folks on my patron podcast, I'll provide that little scorecard for you so you can take this and implement it because that's always the dream, right? Implement these ideas to make your business and sales better. Anyhow, hopefully this is useful. Love to hear your comments and feedback on whatever um, platform you're listening this to. But in the meantime, have a great week, great sales, great revenue, great growth, continuous improvement for life. 